Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... March 29th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips as you know we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth wow have we got a lot to cover let's kick into the re, um, the recap of yesterday's broadcast first we had our guest on or co-host if you will on mondays mr lowell nelson campaign for liberty.org ron paul institute doing a phenomenal job as always we talked about utah county attorneys debate on saturday the current county attorney wants to see more jury trials because that's an important check on the government he says meaning the government has to prove its case i like that i really command uh, commend the attorney for uh, articulating that reality folks uh, but yet, sadly, I know people in the county who are not getting a trial by jury. Uh, so, you know, I appreciate the attorney saying that, but I'm not seeing it in the lives of people that I know. Sad to say, but true. Uh, anyway, the elections are on, as you know. People are debating uh, in primaries or whatever you want to call it as they prepare to run for office. And it's time for you and I. We, the people, to really vet these candidates hard. Don't let them sucker you, if you will. Anyway, in relation to this, Lowell Nelson brought up an incredible must-read, if you will. Please read Trial by Jury by Lysander Spooner. And uh, that's been around for a long time. It's an old, but it's on the Internet, available free. Please read, quote, Trial by Jury, Lysander Spooner. And uh, it also really reminds me of the Fully Informed Jury Association. You know, I don't believe in these common law juries. Uh, I don't believe they have authority is the problem with them. And we've articulated this many times on the radio and on TV and everything else. I I don't believe in them, folks. They don't have legitimacy. They don't have authority. They don't have, um, in my opinion, the proper of government. I know a lot of people say, oh, Sam, you just don't understand. If I get you with an expert that will explain it to you, you'll get it. Uh-huh. You, you, you send me your most prized expert, and we'll debate it. We'll talk about it. We'll dig in. Okay? Uh, but I, so I don't believe in these um, citizen grand juries. But I do believe in fully informed juries. I do believe in trial by jury. I do believe that juries are legitimate and are one of the greatest last check and balance we have. There's no doubt about it. I just don't think we as individuals can create juries on our own without authority. That's all. But fully informed juries are fantastic, and they are there not only to judge the case before them, in other words, the guilt or innocence of a given individual or a given situation, crime, if you will, 
but they're really there also as a check and balance to try the law and to nullify when laws are unjust or unacceptable or intentionally vague, etc., etc., etc. So fully informed juries have real merit in America, <clears throat> and we need to focus on that. We talked about a column with Lowell Nelson yesterday from Ron Paul, <laughs> former presidential candidate Ron Paul, doing a phenomenal job, former congressman, many-time congressman, I might add, and the Fed and get more Doritos, writes Ron Paul. Just an incredible, insightful, educational, solutions-oriented column by Ron. He says a stealth form of inflation is called shrinkflation. Shrinkflation occurs when businesses reduce the size of a product but charge the same amount for it. That way the price can stay the same. So what Frito-Lay did in their Dorito packaging is they put less chips in the pack. Fewer chips in the bag of Doritos. Uh, so it weighs less but charging the same price. Yeah, that's really an increase, isn't it? Yeah, it's called shrinkflation. It's really more even though the cost hasn't changed, right? Because you get less. They say less is more. Well, not always so, right? But ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand when a critical mass of people demand fiscal responsibility and constitutionally limited government, the politicians will comply. But remember, you got to have that critical mass we're talking about. you got to have enough people involved to make a difference. To put an end to the welfare warfare state, Congress can drastically reduce the military budget and end or reduce all corporate welfare. They can also shut down all unconstitutional cabinet departments. The savings can then be used to pay down the debt and to support those truly dependent, listen carefully, on government programs while responsibility for providing assistance returns to local institutions and private charities where it belongs. You see how insightful that is? Congress should restore a sound monetary policy by auditing and then ending the Fed as well as by repeating both by repealing legal tender laws and capital gains taxes on precious metals and cryptocurrencies, ending the era of the welfare warfare state and fiat currency that can lead to a transition to a new era of liberty, peace, prosperity, and transparency. Not only that, you get more Doritos, says Ron Paul. Great, great solutions-oriented column. Doubling down in defense of the free markets and more, as Ron always consistently does and has done done so throughout his career. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we also talked about an incredible column by Lou Rockwell. A manufactured world crisis is what he talks about. The war before the war in the Ukraine. Uh, Basically saying, hey, you know what? The Ukraine has been attacking and manipulating and fighting a war. Nobody was concerned about it. Nobody mentioned it. Nobody even realizes uh, about that until Russia struck the Ukraine. Now Russia's the bad guy. But Russia had been taking abuse from the Ukraine for a long time prior to this. 
America meddling in the affairs of these two, quote, sovereign nations um, on the other side of the world, if you will, uh, for a long time as well. We must now learn the lesson of 1914 and reject the, quote, lesson of 1938. Ryan McMakin with that incredible piece highlighting how we should behave internationally. The Founding Fathers Avoid Foreign Entanglements takes center stage in that reality check, right? What the chattering classes of Russia are talking about, yeah, Gilbert Doctoro wrote that piece. Wow. The looming collapse of the Ukrainian resistance is upon us. David Stockman with that piece. And, you know, I don't know what you've been told in the mainstream press, because I don't watch the mainstream press very much. But they're basically saying, hey, you know what? Ukraine's doing great. The fight's on. Russia's stalled. Russia's not doing as well as they purport to be and so on and so forth. Uh, the truth is Russia has decimated the Ukraine and their ability uh, to deal militarily speaking. And it's going to put the United States in a very bad bind because we've either got to escalate or admit virtual defeat. We back the Ukrainians. We should not have picked sides. We should have not have been involved at all. Why is Joe pushing for war? Probably to cover up the corona lies. Probably to cover up the fiat currency spend us into oblivion uh, money meltdown. Probably to cover up the fact that these countries are going to jettison the petrodollar, meaning the U.S. dollar tied to oil. And uh, by force, we've pushed these countries around the world to use the dollar, the de facto oil, quote, trading currency. And now, now, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to come home to roost because, you know what, countries are getting sick of the abusive behavior of the United States around the world. And they're looking at tying other currencies to their trade in oil. And by the way, that's legitimate. Why should a country be forced to use U.S. dollars? Look, the Ukraine and Russia, why would they use U.S. dollars instead of their own currencies in exchange for oil? We'll say Europe or anybody else for that matter. Why would the dollar be the de facto? See, that's the problem. Is Joe trying to cover up for the fact that, hey, we might be in a meltdown scenario? And is he hoping war will keep everybody on the U.S. dollar for a little while longer? Time will tell, but what a fiasco we've got ourselves in. I'll tell you that right now. That was our one of Liberty Roundtable Live with Lowell Nelson doing a phenomenal job. Hour two, we had on Dr. Scott Bradley, his collegiate series and lifelong golden match to preserve the nation, all available at freedomsrisingsun.com, along with his incredible weekly webinars and a whole lot more, freedomsrisingsun.com. But we talked about, are you part of the sovereign citizen movement? Do you identify as a sovereign citizen? Many roads lead to hell, ladies and gentlemen, but only one road leads to heaven. Many roads lead to tyranny, but the Constitution of the United States of America leads to liberty, ladies and gentlemen. What does consent of the governed actually mean? Huh? Is it a collective reality or is it an individual discussion? If men were angels, no government would be necessary, says James Madison. Amen to that. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live on your radio.
Small Business Tech Guys has a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Yeah, this is David in engineering. This is your wife in suburbia. Oh, hi, hon. What's up? How's the robot coming? Well, he doesn't exactly respond to requests yeah. yet, but I'm... Well, I know how frustrating that can be. You do? Uh-huh. I'm still waiting for my romantic lunch date. Oh, yeah. David. Well, I must not have enough memory uh, allocated. Uh-huh. Sorry. You know, your son said mama today. Really? Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to have that sound chip changed to Dada. Well, you could reprogram it yourself, you know. I know. Hey, why don't we do it over lunch today? Oh, you really are brilliant. Thanks. You want me to bring the robot? David. He can order pasta in 11 languages. Only if he pays for his own lunch. Okay. Oh, don't forget to bring Chip. Uh, I still wish we hadn't named him that. Well, why? It beats general default. Oh. Family. Isn't it about time? Do you know that a baby processes information three times faster than an adult? An adult what? Engineer. Engineer. Funny, funny. <laughs> I'll see you, I can't wait. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio. Hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips always. Especially when I'm on the radio, I guess, huh? That's how it is. We do our very best to make a difference, ladies and gentlemen, everywhere we go. And there's a lot to what we talk about on your radio. We're in the middle of the recap of yesterday's show, man. Yesterday was really a barn burner broadcast, doubling down in defense of liberty, rejection of this idea that you can be a sovereign citizen. And individually, you can do whatever you want. Uh, individually, you quote the law. The law is God's law. The law is the common law, and therefore, hey, the, you know, corporate world that has jettisoned, you know, back in 1871 or whatever it is, 1861, hey, you know, um, we've got a different ball game now, folks. you got to jettison the fringe on the flag, and you got to jettison the, this and that. It isn't that way, folks. I know you want to believe it's that way, but I'm telling you that it's not. You didn't just have the government dishonestly uh, take you off of the Constitution. We can return to it. you got to ask yourself, one of the great ways you can know if something's legitimately uh, appropriate is what if everyone did that? What would happen, right? What if everyone started their own grand jury, for instance? By golly, my grand jury is more powerful and bigger and better positioned. And, well, we've got some, we've got some mafiosos there that can go ahead and carry out my arrests after my grand jury adjudicates and... Uh, you know, indicts and everything else, and 
My grand jury is the grand jury, the granddaddy grand jury of them all. Sam daddy grand jury, baby, right? Okay, it isn't true. You can't just do that. There's not authority for that, folks. And I want to I want to debate those who claim there is authority. We can just go right to the mat and discuss it. So this is an open invitation. Don't give me your people who believe in this but don't have the knowledge and the discussion uh, capability to back up their you know claims on this. But it's not legitimate, ladies and gentlemen. The only legitimate way is for we, the people, to educate ourselves in great enough numbers. <clears throat> we must then return to the foundational principles of the proper role of government, folks. That is the only way. And I know those of you who are frustrated, you just feel like, man, what the heck do we do? We've just been stymied on this for so long. I get it. I truly do get it. But I also get, ladies and gentlemen, that no matter how desperate we are for answers, no matter how desperate we are for answers, the answer is not in taking the law into your own hands. Okay, even though you believe you're right, even though you believe the law is on your side, all it's going to do is lead you into trouble. If you take on the IRS, you're going to lose your house. You're going to lose everything you've got. And I know people that have even lost their homes. They've lost literally everything. And due to the grace of God, they're not homeless. But they even run around saying, I'm on the brink of winning, Sam. I'm so close. We've got them on the run, Sam. Where and see, I just don't believe all that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't believe that you're going to win that way. I believe all you're doing, ladies and gentlemen, is getting yourself in a situation where you're in trouble. See, it's take on the IRS and you end up losing everything. Possibly going to jail, right? That's the problem. You lose everything. I, I just don't understand how to help people with this. Okay, you do the grand juries, and you go ahead and you get your people together, and you go ahead and do your own analysis, then you indict. Well, who's going to go arrest on your behalf, right? Who are you going to go ask for help if it doesn't? When you get this done, who are you going to get to do the arresting? See, the problem with these common law grand juries is there is no check and balance in the system. There is no line of authority or custody of authority here. <clears throat> and that's the problem with it. See, our system was designed to prevent that very thing, folks. Do you understand that? <laughs> to prevent that very thing from happening that's what I don't think people get really I don't think people really understand what I'm saying with that but look where does the authority come from to create your own grand jury see we when we gave consent the consent of the governed uh, well, they derive their just power. You say, well, Sam, that isn't just power. They're taking power into themselves. That's right. They are, and it's wrong, and it needs to stop. But there are ways. 
to next election, get rid of, in one election cycle, you can get rid of 435 members of the House, all of them, every single House representative, gone. The Senate, every two years, you can get rid of one-third of the Senate in a six-year period, they're all gone. The president could be gone every four years. Do you understand? Within a six-year time frame, you could replace everybody at the federal level. You say, well, Sam, not the cabinets, not the... Yeah, you can, because the new president can get rid of whoever he wants to in his cabinets. Every congressman and senator can dump the whole staff and get new staff. Right? Well, Sam, you can't get rid of the Supreme Court that quick and that easy. No, you're right, you can't. However, you can nullify... There is dual sovereignty in America. Ask the late Antonin Scalia in the Sheriff Mack case to prove the point. There is dual sovereignty in America. There are checks and balances, and these checks and balances can be used. But they can't be used by a tiny minority. They cannot be used by the very few. And you could say, well, that's frustrating, Sam. No, it's by design, ladies and gentlemen. It's intentional by the founding fathers because, hey, you know what? A few have got control of the system, but they've done so over many, many, many years. They've installed themselves in the House of Representatives, in the Senate, and then they put their staffs in. So even if you get a new congressman tomorrow, if he's not smart enough to get rid of the entire staff, he just jumps in the position that's surrounded by the swamp and he gets gobbled up. The first thing I would do if I became a congressman or a senator is I would dismiss all former staff that was there, every one of them, gone. And I'd bring in my own people that I trust, that I believe are honorable, that I would have publicly swear an oath to the Constitution working for me. That's what I would do. See, but there's a difference, right? And that's the problem. So you can't have the few without authority, <clears throat> Just go ahead and do whatever they want to. It doesn't work that way, and it never has. In our very system, ladies and gentlemen, is designed to prevent that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Our whole very system is designed to prevent that idea. That's the, the problem that I don't think people really understand. I just don't know how to help understand it better. But look, you can't do it. There's there's no check and balance there. And there's no authority. authority. We the people gave our consent to the Constitution and the carrying out thereof, if you will. That's the contract. We didn't give a contract to a group that says, hey, my grand jury is the answer now. My grand jury is going to rein you in, hold you accountable, play judge, jury, and executioner. That isn't the way that it works. Oh, no, Sam, we're, we're peaceful, civil, good people. We want to follow the Constitution. That's right. What part of the Constitution are you following? Well, Sam, look at your Seventh Amendment. It says the common law. What is the common law? How, are we going to go all the way back to, uh, you know, the king's court for common law? Or are we going to take principles therein? What is the principle therein? Well, one of them in America has been you're innocent until proven guilty. So aren't these bureaucrats, professional do-gooders, aren't the members of the swamp? Do, are they afforded the same? Well, of course they are. Well, 
wow, okay, now we've got to go through a trial by jury and we've got to give them due process as well? Does a self-appointed grand jury, a citizen's grand jury based on common law, does that give them <clears throat> a fair trial? Uh, what about a jury of their peers? Who's their peers? Is it us that are forming a grand jury that say, hey, <clears throat> these guys are the bad guys? See, where does all this go? I know the Patriots are going to eat me alive over this. It's going to divide the Patriot community to, to really double down on this. But I've got to. People are getting in trouble left and right. They're losing precious resources that could be used to preserve the greatest country on the face of the earth. Our prayers are with all of us, ladies and gentlemen. Quick pause. Will Smith in seconds. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden struck a deal with the European Union in hopes it will undercut Russian energy. We've agreed on a joint game plan toward that goal while accelerating our progress toward a secure, clean energy future. This initiative focuses on two core issues. One, helping Europe reduce its dependency on Russian gas as quickly as possible. And secondly, reducing Europe's demand for gas overall. Russia provides about 40% of Europe's gas needs. As world leaders continue to explain what was meant in a statement or a speech, it's Russia's turn. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said in an interview with PBS Monday that Russia would only use nuclear weapons if there was a threat for existence to the country and not due to the war in Ukraine. USA Radio News. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Thanks, Pat. Call toll-free 800-630-1490. That's 800-630-1490. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Again, 800-630-1490. 800-630-1490 today. Or at SwissAmerica.com. As many colleges over the years have been dumbing down their entrance exams, one top 15 school says they're going the other way. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology, also known as MIT, says it will reinstate SAT and ACT requirements. The school, in a statement, said it made the decision due to the availability of COVID-19 vaccine and an increase in students taking tests in schools. Standardized tests were initially suspended at MIT due to pandemic concerns. The school further said in part that its research shows standardized tests helps them better assess the academic preparedness of all applicants 
adding that a requirement is more equitable and transparent than a test-optional policy. For USA Radio News, I'm Kenneth Burns in New York. The journal Annals of Internal Medicine is reporting metformin used to treat high blood sugars when used by men in a three-month period before they conceived a child was linked to a 40% higher risk of birth defects in their children. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman on your radio, hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. Uh, all right, so there's so much news, so little time. Let's talk about this wealth. Will Smith fiasco. Nobody else can talk about anything else. Everybody loves violence. Everybody loves bread and circus, blood and circus, if you will. Will Smith stunned the world when he hit Chris Rock during the Oscars. And it's all people are talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jake Paul offers Chris and Will big money. $15 million each to go ahead and fight in the ring. Shame on Jake Paul. What an opportunist for cash, huh? Smith finally apologized to Rock. The Oscars, they say, got some solid TV ratings Sunday night. Averaging, they say, 13.73 million viewers on ABC. That's kind of interesting. Um, they say in the early data, due to it being a live event. Now, they finally, after years and years and years, admit that it's early data due to it being a live event. They say the final numbers will be different. So, you know, they're just guessing at their numbers. They want you to believe the numbers are solid, but they're not. They're admitting they're being different. But the Oscars got solid TV ratings. I guess in 21, there's only 10 million. Now there's 13 plus million. An incredible increase, they claim. But ladies and gentlemen, the clip of the hit, if you will, on Twitter currently has more than 18 million views. So the hit from Will to Chris has more than 18 million views, more than the actual show. So it's been watched more times than the actual Oscars show. So that really brings up a serious question that I have about this, ladies and gentlemen. There's kind of the facts of the case. Will hit Chris. Everybody melted down. Uh, Then Will got an Oscar. And everybody was all kind of tripping out, and it's been the big old talk of the town ever since. Now... Some say Will just went crazy when Chris uh, made a, quote, joke, a comment about his wife and her having less hair than normal due to an illness. Um, Will just said, you know what, love makes you do crazy things. He went crazy. And uh, Chris literally responded and said, man, he just smacked the crap out of me. And uh, then Will dropping F-bombs and everything else along the way and Um, How this all happens at the Oscars is beyond me. But the points that I want to bring up about this are several. Number one, why on earth in the Oscars, 
a very controlled environment with security. Why did they not haul Will Smith out for an assault right on the spot? They say security thought about it, but nobody was in a good position to do much about it. And while they were pondering what to do, then all of a sudden Will got his Oscar and it was all good. So they kind of let it go. No, 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 no. Shame on them for several reasons. One, an assault just literally happened in a place that has incredible security, in a place where they've got rules against this kind of behavior. uh, And, well, they did nothing. They literally allowed black-on-black crime to to take center stage at the Oscars. And at the end, oh, you know what? Um, Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll apologize to Chris a day and a half or whatever it is later. And uh, don't worry. um, It's okay. Chris isn't going to press charges on Will. And I'm thinking, wait a minute now, you just on national TV allowed that violence to take place? Literally hitting him in the face. And there's not going to be any charges pressed. The Oscars aren't really going to do anything about it. Don't worry, we'll apologize. But it's black on black crime taking center stage in America. Now, if a white person had punched a black person, do you realize what kind of stratospheric reality we would be facing then? Wow. But it's okay. It's Will. Will can do anything he wants to. He's like a god, almost. Don't you dare challenge Will. I mean, Will just got kind of crazy because he loves his woman so much. And, man, his woman. Look, the Oscars are all about these kind of jokes. I'm not telling you that it wasn't a tasteless joke. It was. But most of their jokes are tasteless in the first place. That's why nobody really wants to watch the Oscars, right? But literally in a place with high security, they literally do nothing. Now, if I go into a meeting, oh, a friend of mine did this, didn't he? Yeah, my buddy Mike went into a meeting uh, in Salt Lake City, and he had a sticker on his shirt that he got when he came into the meeting. People were passing out stickers. He got one and put it on his shirt. And they literally said, you can't have that sticker on your shirt in this meeting. It's against the rules. You got to leave. He's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'll take off my sticker, but I'm not leaving. And they literally arrested him, hauled him off. Now there's charges being pressed. So let me get this right. If you're an average American going to a meeting, trying to advocate for or against a certain bill, and you're peaceful, then you're going to get arrested even if you have a sticker on your shirt because it violates the rules. Even if you're willing to cooperate and get rid of your sticker. Hey, you're out of there. Breaking the rule. Shame on you. How dare these folks try to take over and control and disrupt the meeting, right? But yet, if you're Will Smith, you can literally get up there and punch somebody, hit somebody in the face. No harm, no foul at the Oscars. So there's so many things that come to mind here. The violence that's unacceptable. The violation of all the rules at the Oscars. The security that simply did nothing to protect Chris. Chris not filing charges. You add this all up and you go, hold on a minute. Will Smith stunned the world when he hit Chris Rock. Jake Paul then offers Chris and Will each $15 million to fight. Smith finally apologized to Rock a day and a half later. The Oscars got some solid TV ratings. 
the click of the hit on Twitter got more views than even the Oscars. 18 million views. Ready for my question, ladies and gentlemen? Was this really Chris made a joke and Will just went berserk because love makes you do crazy things and commit black-on-black crime and the security does nothing and all this unfolding the way it is? Is that really, honestly, the way it went down? Or, Or was this scripted and was this concocted as a skit to garner ratings? For the Oscars. You can say to me, Sam, that's a conspiracy theory. You have no evidence. And my response is the evidence is pretty clear. You got black on black crime literally highlighted on national global TV, if you will. And nothing is done about it. Nothing to quell the violence. Oh, they stood up and said, oh, any violence is bad. But that's it. Security did nothing. Chris does not press charges. Somebody else says, hey, I'll give you guys, hey, Jake Paul offering $15 million each if you guys would fight. Obviously, nobody's going to fight, but what an opportunity to spread the, well, they say this, stuns the world. What a way to stun the world. What a way to shock the world for all that. And then to say, hey, we want you guys to fight. We'll give you $15 million each. And then when it's all said and done, what happened? You had black-on-black violence go down. You had literally an apology a day and a half later. Look, if I apologize, they'd say your apology is not enough, Sam. You're a white supremacist. You're a racist. You're a hater. You're a bigot. You're a conspiracy theorist, constitutionalist. You're a, And they'd go on and on and on for days. So I wonder. I'm not telling you this is a fact, but look. I think this very well could have just been scripted. This could have been a way to say, hey, we've got to bring incredible attention. It'll advance Chris's career. Yeah, Will will take a hit by it, kind of, but not really. It's Will. Will kind of is the golden boy. He can do whatever he wants. And so, yeah, Will will take a hit until he apologizes. Then pretty soon it'll be kind of remembered in the annals of history as, wow, remember that time when, Will punch Chris, and wow, that was crazy. And how's that going to affect the Oscars going forward? Do you think ratings will increase? Do you think everybody will go, wow, what's going to happen next? It might, it reminds me of the Janet Jackson, what do you want to say? Wardrobe malfunction, is that how they put it? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Anyway, I look at that and I just go, I think this thing was scripted, intentional, and I believe that it's all to get focused to advance these two gentlemen's careers as well as advance the Oscars, not only currently, but in the future. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? 
I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. TheEpicTimes.com With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm saying to you that I don't know this for a fact, but I'm telling you right now, I look at this big old fiasco on Will Smith and Chris Rock, I think it's really nothing but a big old media op. Smith finally apologized to Rock. Had to be done. No really accountability. No real um, response. The Oscars got some solid TV ratings there. The click of the hit on Twitter got more coverage than the Oscars did. That's right now. But going forward, how many people do you think will watch the Oscars? They're waiting for another Janet Jackson um, wardrobe malfunction. Just show her boobs or whatever. Show her breasts, right? Um, It was all an accident, don't you know? And this thing, I mean, Will's just so in love with his woman, buddy, he just went berserk. You can't blame the poor guy. But, ladies and gentlemen, what about black-on-black crime? How come there's no accountability? Is that, Look, if you're in an NBA game and you even talk back to the refs or you even look at somebody wrong or there's a little bit of an altercation, somebody you know hits your arm and then you push them back or something, even a tiny altercation, not even throwing blows, you get fined in the NBA, right? Uh, in, in America, Americans are getting kicked out of um, school board meetings for speaking their minds, not even getting violent at all. They're getting kicked out and shut down and all this stuff, right? Right? I mean, it's just crazy. And that's what I'm seeing. I'm just seeing this is just insane. So I'm convinced because there's no real response, there's no real accountability, there's no real 
I don't know what word you want to use for it or whatever. Uh, but why would there be no accountability? I mean, is there any real accountability here? Is there any real repercussions for your actions? See, I don't see any. And that's why I say you can't just do that. Now, all I'm telling you is I would accept that it was legitimate if there was real accountability, maybe. Hey, you're going to get fined, Will. Uh, or if they hauled him out of the Oscars right on the spot and said, look, you know what? You're going to jail, my friend. We just literally witnessed hundreds of people, if not thousands, millions, witnessed you assault somebody. We're not going to tolerate this. Then I might think something different. But right now I look at this and I just go, man, this has got to be a rating stunt. And the problem is we don't, without an investigation, we don't know if that's a fact. But it sure looks like it to me. And you say, wow, what kind of ratings will they get? How many people will be watching the Oscars next time to see if there's a, a uh, violent incident, an episode of violence, whether there's, who know? we don't know what's going to go down. It might be a, a wardrobe malfunction. It might be a, somebody punches somebody. It might be a, who knows what it will be. But people are going to anticipate that and viewership is going to go up. Is that just a byproduct of love gone wild? Or is that something more sinister? Without a real investigation, we can't know for sure. There's no way we can really know without digging in and, and on all that. But I know this. It couldn't have been better for the Oscars in terms of ratings. They literally have a clip of the Oscars. Oscars, Oscars, every time Oscars. Will, Oscars, Chris, Oscars, fight, Oscars, Oscars. And focused on and talked about and to the point, even I'm covering it, right? And they love that. I often see this go on between different talk show hosts as well. You'll have two talk show hosts that get in a tiff about something. So let's just say an Alex Jones and a Glenn Beck. And Glenn somehow assaults Alex. And so Alex fires back and says, Glenn, you're weak and you're nobody. And then somebody else says, hey, I bet you could put those guys in a ring and give them a bunch of money to fight. And then they literally have this big old tiff. And all that does is advance both careers. All that does is advance the networks there on. It doesn't, you know, do anything to harm either one of them really in the end of the day. I mean, those who think Alex Jones is a kook, that's the Glenn Beck camp. And I already think that. Those who think Glenn Beck is soft and not hard-hitting like Alex Jones, they already think that, that Glenn's a shill. And so you're not going to change any minds. But what you're going to do is escalate both of these talk shows. Just get my name right. Cover whatever you want, but just get my name right. Right? More than 18 million views, and we haven't even begun. How many views will this hit on the Oscars have before it's done? And what will that do to the ratings next go-round for the Oscars? I don't know. I'm just saying the thing is very strange indeed. Very strange indeed. It reminds me how we have two classes in America. You've got the average Joe. You go down to your school board meeting and say, I don't like how you're teaching my kids, and they'll literally call you a terrorist and sick the FBI on you. 
But if you're Will Smith, you can do whatever you want to. You can literally punch somebody on national TV, and it's fine. No worries. No harm, no foul. It was like, oh, it was a bad thing to do. You shouldn't have done it. By golly, Will, that was really bad. You should say you're sorry, Will. But you remember, what's that guy's name? Um, What's his name? Is it Morgan? He's a country singer. They called him a racist because he supposedly got drunk and made racist Morgan Wallace. Is that what it is? Right? Called a racist because he got drunk and said some things he shouldn't have said. Oh, it's Morgan Wallen, country singer. Apologizes for racial slur as backlash. Morgan Wallen caught using the N-word. Racial slur. What's worse, using the N-word or literally punching somebody on national TV, folks? Yeah, video shows country star Morgan Wallen yelling racial slur at a drunken rage, coming back to his home in his neighborhood one night. All right, but you look at that and you go, this guy literally got taken down, affecting him to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars. But yeah, Will Smith punches somebody. What's worse? Getting drunk and coming home late at night and yelling the N-word in your neighborhood. Or literally punching someone on national TV. What's worse in your mind, ladies and gentlemen? Now, I'm not for either of these. It's not a comparison about, hey, let's behave as worst we can. That's not what it's about in my mind because I, that's not what I believe in. Right? But I bring it up because the severity of one's actions is serious. And how do we say that Will's fine, but Morgan Wallen, man, shut his career literally down, suspend him from all the social media, suspend him from Spotify and all the tune-playing services, and, and man, he's got to really pay for his crime. And he goes away for months and then comes back and says, after serious reflection, after realizing how evil and uncaring and unkind and I've been, by golly, I'm... And now maybe he's, well, that even launched Morgan's career, didn't it? Morgan's actually doing better than he's ever done. Hmm, maybe that's a media op too. Maybe we can launch racism and critical race theory and uh, all these different issues to the national stage and advance people's careers. Maybe they're all political stunts. The problem is we just don't know, do we? The problem is we just can't know. Anyway, I find that very, very interesting. We'll keep an eye on that ball for you uh, as more and more of these instances come across our desk. Maybe I need to get in a fight with somebody to escalate my career. Huh? No, no, no. That's not. I don't believe in the shock jock mentality. Uh, just, just kind of musing. But is that what some of these people? Jesse Smollett comes to mind. Was that a real racist abuse of Jesse? Or was that a made up manufactured? Wow, Jesse sure got in the news. Well, Sam, that just hurt his career. Well, we'll see long-term what it really does. But he had hoped to get away with it. It would have done his career good and pushed the dishonest narrative, right? But that one went wrong. All right, we're going to have a Ron, um, a Ron Paul update real quick. Ron Paul weekly updates. They're always worth playing here because he digs in on some real issues that matter. Here is Ron Paul on your radio. Hello, this is Ron Paul with your weekly update for Monday, March 28th. Previewing President Biden's trip to Europe last week, 
U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said that the president is traveling to Europe to make sure we stay united. That sure didn't go as planned. This may have been the most disastrous and dangerous presidential overseas trip ever. The U.S. and its NATO allies have repeatedly proclaimed that protecting Ukraine's democracy has never been about threatening Russia. Holding out NATO membership and sending billions of dollars in military equipment to Ukraine, starting under Trump, was not threatening Russia. CIA training camps in eastern Ukraine, where paramilitaries were trained on U.S. weapons systems, was not about threatening Russia. But at every stop, President Biden seemed to undermine the narrative his own administration had carefully crafted. First stop, warning that Russia might use chemical weapons in Ukraine. Biden promised it would trigger a response in kind, meaning the U.S. would use chemical weapons as well. That would be a serious war crime. National Security Advisor Sullivan had to be brought to explain that the U.S. has no intention of using chemical weapons. Later, speaking to the 82nd Airborne in Poland, President Biden told them that U.S. troops would soon be in Ukraine. He said to the troops, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle of, in front of a tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. A White House spokesman had to clarify that the president had been clear we are not sending U.S. troops to Ukraine, and there is no change in that position. Clear? Well, not exactly. He had just said that the opposite to our own troops. Then at the end of Biden's final speech in Poland, the president inadvertently told the truth. The U.S. involvement in Ukraine is all about regime change, for Russia. Speaking of a Russian President Putin, he told the audience near the border of Ukraine, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. The President's disaster control team immediately mobilized in the person of Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, who offered this pained interpretation of Biden's clear statement. I think the president, the White House, made the point last night that, quite simply, President Putin cannot be empowered to wage war or engage in aggression against Ukraine. All right, bottom line, thank you, Ron Paul. Will uh, Joe Biden lead us into a war is the real question. We pray the answer is no. But it sure looks like um, every statement Joe makes ends up getting walked back. Like, whoa, that's not what I meant or what I, what a shame, what a disgrace on the international stage for the United States of America. Hour one of the Cantu coming up, Brady on TV. God save the Republic. hypothyroidism, sex hormone decline, adrenal fatigue, allergies, yeast, and nutritional deficiencies. This is Dr. Hootsie saying, take charge of your health. Call today at 281-698-8698. Mention Patriot and receive 10% off your initial visit and a free copy of Dr. Hootsie's book, Dual 180. 
J&M Jewelry specializes in custom-designed jewelry that is made in America. Our master designers have years of experience in all types of custom designs. Since we are manufacturers and wholesalers, we can provide you with the highest quality jewelry at the lowest price. Schedule an appointment with us today. J&MJewelry.com at the Brighton store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength spray, a silver-based first aid gel, as well as a colloidal silver herbal mouthwash solution that people just rave about. Each one of these is subjected to our rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighton, thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at brightonstore.com. Sam Bushman, this is the Sheriff Mack Show. And just so all of you know, it's simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live Radio. And Liberty Roundtable Live is syndicated on a, several radio networks. Brighteon Radio is one of them. But this is Brighteon TV, the Sheriff Mack Show. And, man, have we got an incredible guest for you today, ladies and gentlemen. But first, the quick quote about the Supreme Court case decision where Sheriff Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. Anthony Scalia talks about dual sovereignty. And what that means is, you know what? The federal government has tremendous but very limited power based on the contract. That is the U.S. Constitution. The states have broad power, completely separate from the authority and power of the federal government. You see, the federal government of the Constitution, it defines exactly what they can do. And then after the definition of what they can do, the Bill of Rights says, and keep your hands off all these things. And by the way, if we've forgotten anything that you guys might misconstrue, understand that, hey, what's not listed is left to the people and to the states respectively. This dual sovereignty that Antonin Scalia speaks about uh, is absolutely critical to understanding how states can nullify now and must do so. All right, that's kind of the summary a highlight, if you will, that Sheriff Mack would give on the uh, Supreme Court case win uh, at the Supreme Court over Bill Clinton. Uh, but I digress. But I wanted to get that out there so you guys kind of understand. If you want to get a copy, a summary of the Supreme Court decision, you can do so at CSPOA.org. Without further ado, we have an incredible guest. His name is Ken Silva. And Ken Silva is a national security correspondent <laughs> with the Epoch Times, ladies and gentlemen. And it turns out that there's an interesting government, uh, what do you want to call it, program that is very hostile to Americans. And Ken is bringing it forward for all of us to get a handle on what's going on. Ken, welcome to the Sheriff Mack Show, sir. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. So you report that the FBI 
incited groups to violence. A whistleblower for the operation came forward but then had to go into hiding over this. And uh, it all kind of ties to a bunch of topics that are very fascinating to me. It ties to eventually a man named Jesse Trenadu, an attorney from the great state of Utah, who I know and have had on my program before. Uh, it ties to the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, it's a modern-day reality check. But this plot by the government has been going on for quite some time. Let's press rewind and give people a little bit of the backstory. Will you, Ken? Sure. So... I'm glad you know Jesse Trinidu. He's an American hero, and this country owes him Amen, a great sir. service for all the information that he's managed to wrangle out of the FBI about their secret operations. Uh, w- uh, one of the, his findings in his various uh, Freedom of Information Act lawsuits is about a 1990s-era program called Patriot Conspiracy. The FBI na- codenamed it PATCON for short. Now, this program entailed three undercover FBI agents essentially posing as domestic terrorists. Uh, They pretended to be white supremacist uh, bank robbers who funded their terrorism through their proceeds of crime. And they spent the early 90s networking with other right-wing extremist groups, but they never made any major arrests which means that at the best, PatCon was a massive domestic spying operation. Um, At the worst, uh, it it gets a lot darker than that because it has, like you said, ties to Oklahoma City bombing and McVeigh, but we we can get that into that in a little bit. So this uh, plan by the government is supposedly to stop threats. That's the original supposedly intent for this PatCon thing. Hey, these patriots have these conspiracies. They're tied to white supremacy. Uh, They're tied to violent acts of terrorism, da-da-da-da-da. Therefore, we got to look into them. Uh, but somewhere it ran off the rails now, and really this program is full of agent provocateurs, is it not? Well, that's what a PatCon whistleblower certainly alleges. Uh, yeah, so in the 80s, there was a lot of economic hardship in the heartland for a lot of um, you know, former Vietnam vets, uh, farmers having uh, really hard times. And a lot of these people uh, formed militias uh, for socioeconomic reasons. And there was a lot of anti-government rhetoric, but you got to wonder whether these guys actually had the capacity to pull off some kind of major attack before the FBI infiltrated them. And as you pointed out, a whistleblower came out about 10 years ago and alleged that PatCon was not in uh, operation to infiltrate and inform. It was, in fact, in operation to infiltrate and incite. And this is an allegation that's still um, subject to an ongoing court case uh, to this day in Salt Lake City. Now, here's what I find fascinating about this whole thing. Look, the Oklahoma City bombing was when, Ken? 95. 95. Jesse Trenadu's brother was in prison and died, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And the government basically said, hey, he just hung himself in his cell or whatever else. Jesse didn't believe that of his brother. Jesse started to dig in, and he's been digging in on this thing literally since 1995. Uh, That's what, 27 years, folks? Okay. Yeah. This is serious. Now, here's what's interesting. His 2006 FOIA lawsuit. So he started on this. Literally uh, in the 90s. But 11 years later, he filed this 
Freedom of Information Act request lawsuit against the FBI and the CIA. And it was related to the Oklahoma City bombing records because he believes there's a tie between the Oklahoma City bombing and the death of his brother. But it's indeed still an open matter. Uh, Even though it's been sealed, litigated, behind closed doors since 2015. So that's even been seven years. And really the bottom line is witness tampering allegations. So not only is the government creating this, this new program, right? But not only is the government literally being a provocateur, but now the government's literally witness tampering uh, as well, according to all this effort of Trinity's records. Really, a lot of it is based on FOIA requests and information describing this FBI program and then the witness tampering. We've never seen a case like this before, have we, Ken? No, it's, it's definitely historic. Rarely do FOIA cases go to trial and never have there been allegations of witness tampering. Uh, yeah, so Trenadu believes that the FBI or the government killed his brother. That's a very complex story, but he's, he's pretty much correct. And uh, throughout his litigation in the 90s and 2000s, he procured many records. And then one day in 2010 or 11, he was contacted by a former FBI informant who worked on PatCon, and he's the guy who told Jesse that this was a right-wing operation to incite right-wing groups, not just to prevent them from breaking the law. So Jesse and this former, this whistleblower, give the story to Newsweek. Uh, The whistleblower expected... uh, there to be a giant expose on PatCon, its connections to Oklahoma City and all its findings. Uh, The Newsweek story was heavily censored, and that prompted the whistleblower to want to testify at Trentadue's FOIA trial in 2014. The night before he was set to testify, Trentadue got a uh, message from the whistleblower saying, hey, I'm out. I'm not going to testify uh, the FBI, they told me to take a vacation, uh, and Trentadu took that as the FBI intimidated his witness against testifying about PatCon, and that has been under investigation for over seven years now, and the case is still sealed. It is, it is amazing. So let's talk about this, because this PatCon, or whatever you want to call it, has received mm-hmm. little media attention. Um because journalists have attempted to cover it, but they run into censorship issues. In other words, they get, what, threatened, shut down? That's what it sounds like, yeah. So, as I mentioned, the whistleblower gave his whole story to Newsweek, um, and the the reporter did a really good job. I actually have an uncensored copy of what he ended up writing, uh, but the, the story that was published was heavily gutted, um, why they did that, that's subject to some conspiracies. It's been know that, known that the FBI has informants in the media. Maybe they got wind of it and killed the story. Uh, it was also, I think, the Daily Beast, one of their editors who's super left-wing, came over to Newsweek, and, and she didn't want to promote this story. Uh, so, yeah, nobody knows why exactly the media censorship happened, but we also have allegations of witness tampering. So it's not only media censorship, it's government suppression. Now, there's one man, the late Will Grigg, that reported on this extensively. I don't know if you know my relationship with Will Grigg, but he used to be uh, the chief editor at a news organization that I owned and ran. 
uh, and he also did a nationally syndicated talk show for my radio network uh, before he passed away. Um, we were the ones that gave Will a forum uh, to vet this reality. He's the only one with enough guts to really get it done and talk about this in detail. Well, sir, then I thank you because Will Gregg is one of the greatest journalists this country's ever had. And for you to give him a platform, no question. Uh, kudos, absolutely. Uh, he's So if, if your listeners want to read more about Jesse Trinidad's brother and the murder mystery surrounding there, uh, Will Gregg's done a lot of uh, great work on that. And, yeah, he's a giant. I'm just standing on his back trying to promote the work he's already done. Well, Will Grigg was no doubt a hero. God bless and God rest his soul. Dear friend of yeah. mine, uh, he used to work for the John Birch Society and write for the um, uh, John Birch Society magazine. Uh, and just incredible writer, brilliant as all get out, intrepid journalist. Uh, by the way, he was a musician as well. Just incredible musician. He loved to play the blues and stuff like that. The guy was just a, an amazing guy. Uh, but really, though, nobody else had the guts to report on this in detail like Will Grigg did. And Trinidad literally says publicly, this is a, an attorney, by the way, in Utah. Uh, Jesse Trinidad says the FBI's real objective in PatCon was to infiltrate and to incite these groups to violence. Now, you take that and you look at the history of, say, um, Ammon Bundy and how they went to the Mahir Wildlife Refuge, and how, again, there was provocateurs all through that that tried to make violence happen, but the only one that committed violence was the government as they murdered Lavoy Finicum. Uh, mm. They tried to incite violence at, for example, uh, several places, Charlottesville, for instance. They tried to incite violence at the January 6th event. We're seeing the culmination of their intentional work as well. By the way, Jesse Trenadu's brother's name was Kenneth trying to do and that's kind of how jesse has this personal relationship to this serious serious issue but ken silva uh, you see the fruits of their labor even don't you yes so on paper pat con lasted from 1991 to 1993 uh, jesse believes and i tend to agree with him that this is an operation that spans multiple decades uh, PatCon might be the word solid they used in the 90s, but they also had something called uh, VATCON, Violence Against Abortion Providers, where the FBI infiltrated right-wing groups that were supposedly going to attack abortion clinics and things like that. And as we know from January 6th in this Michigan so-called plot to kidnap the governor, uh, there were three percenters, those militia groups, at least three state chapters were run by FBI informants. So it seems like the FBI has a playbook that they probably dusted off in the last couple of years. Interestingly enough, in the Ammon Bundy case, when the jury came back in Oregon and said, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, Marcus mm -hmm. Munford was the attorney for Ammon Bundy who literally got tased in court for trying to say, fine, if he's not guilty of anything, free my client. They literally tased the attorney in court. This is how aggressive and how hate-filled these FBI provocateurs have become, Ken. Yeah, and uh, again, Jesse's allegations that the FBI, that, that PACOM was an incitement operation, this is made, this isn't him just saying it, this is made in a sworn declaration that he provided to a federal judge who agreed with him to the point of 
have, uh, launching an investigation that has been going for seven years. So a federal judge would not devote those kind of resources towards wild conspiracy theories. This this is real. This is black and white. But Ken Silva, where do we go? Because he's been at this, and I pointed this out on purpose, since the 90s, and he doesn't have the truth. He doesn't have accountability. He's just got more and more and more evidence of criminal activity by our government. That's all we have to date, right? Yeah, so Trent to do, I believe he, so this investigation about witness tampering is related to a FOIA trial. And if he wins this trial and the judge sides with him, he'll supposedly get the chance to depose FBI agents and search through physical their physical archives in search of uh, evidence about his brother's death, surveillance footage from the Oklahoma City bombing that he's been asking for for decades. Uh, my fear is that even if he gets a judgment in his favor, the FBI will immediately appeal. It'll go up to the appeals court judges, which are very corrupt. They'll overturn it, and then that'll be that. It'll be 25 years of litigation and uh, no real resolution. But he will have brought out all this information to the public, which is is worth the effort, I think, and I thank him for it. There's no question it's worth the effort. No doubt we thank him for it. Uh, they also, though, if they're going to witness tamper, they'll probably, uh, over the last 30 years, they've probably already destroyed a bunch of evidence, right? Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, the, the whole thing is about he, him trying to get surveillance footage of the bombing, which would show an accomplice to McVeigh that might have connections to the federal government. Uh, there's a lot of evidence to support that. But whether we'll actually see that footage, I, I highly doubt it. So the evidence, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Trinidad claims that there was a man with McVeigh the morning of the Oklahoma City bombing. And that that witness, um, well, first the government admitted to it, kind of said, yeah, here's a sketch of what this guy might be like. Help us find it. Then they basically said, oh, no, 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 that person never even existed. That's all bogus. They let it fall. Mm -hmm. Jesse says it's real. Jesse says he wants evidence to back that up. And again, when I say that they'll destroy evidence, I don't have evidence of that. But when we know that they're witness tampering, when we know that they literally have a program to create agent provocateurs, we're talking about Jesse's case is unprecedented, according to, to Judicial Watch and others, who say it's rare mm -hmm. for a FOIA request to go on to trial and to go on for so long. And it's even more rare to have allegations of serious witness tampering as well, filed by literally those who are willing to swear affidavits to that fact. Back it up with data. Trenadu's records literally describe this FBI program, folks. And I don't know what to do. Uh, in this, Ken, I appreciate you reporting on it and keeping the story alive. It's critical to do so. But at the same time, to some degree, all this is doing is highlighting how criminal the deep state really is and how I don't know that we'll ever see the light of day in terms of uh, transparency, much less accountability. I'm afraid I have to agree with you. Um, what I hope to do through my reporting efforts is just to get Pat Khan as a household name. So the conservative movement knows that the FBI has a program that was meant to infiltrate them, incite them to violence. And God willing, maybe we'll actually have some uh, lawmakers ask the FBI a few questions if Republicans can take back Congress. Uh, I've seen you've got a lot of connections with Ron Paul, and we, we need Dr. Paul back. Uh, this country misses him. 
Amen to that reality check. And hopefully Rand can carry the ball in the Senate as well. Uh, but I, And I don't bring this all up to be negative, Ken. I bring this up to let the American people realize how um, insulated these deep state criminals uh, really are. And now that it's literally dovetailed to examples of violent events, and now with January 6th and Charlottesville, we're starting to be able to put the dots together of maybe who the provocateurs really are. So we really need to investigate this and bring this forward and say, look, who did the dirty deeds uh, in January the 6th? Most Americans were there peacefully to try to truly have a redress of grievance, to have freedom of speech, to peacefully assemble, etc. And it ran off the rails. And we've got videos and information from um, Revolver Magazine and many others who have documented on video some of these criminal actors literally leading the people to violence. Uh, and the question is, who do they work for? Who were they involved with? And right now, so far, Congress has asked some questions, but they've been shut down. So we, the people, need to back folks at the Epic Times. We, the people, need to back incredible intrepid reporters like Ken Silva and Will Grigg and back attorneys like Jesse Trenadu and other heroes who are really putting this in the center stage position. We need to get accountability and transparency. And if criminals have literally used PatCon for January 6th, we need to put the criminals in jail because this was intentional. And all the whole conservative movement is basically being pointed to as the blame for this. But we can set the record straight if we can demand and push for transparency, Ken. Indeed. Uh... Uh, you, you, that you're sounding a very optimistic tune. So yeah, I, I can't uh, put it any better than how you just stated it. And, and my fellow Americans, even though I may be overly optimistic, it's guys like Will Grigg who were overly optimistic on the reporting. Guys like Jesse Trinidad that have been at it for 30 years that are optimistic that if he keeps at it, that he will get paid dirt. Uh, people like Ken Silva reporting on this for the Epic Times, incredible news organizations that have the guts to stir the pot, even though others have been shut down and even the trying to investigate this thing. We need to really drill in and we need to do it now because if we don't, what happens if this uh, program, well, let's just say continues. It'll dig in and get 10 times worse, Ken. Yeah, one can only imagine how PatCon evolved after the 90s with the FBI having bigger budgets, more advanced technology. I'm sure there's more advanced strains, more sophisticated operations. So we need to cut this off now and find out what's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI, CIA, guilty of what they call right-wing infiltration ops. The incredible two articles that Ken's written already on this can be found at the Epoch Times. Dot com. His name is Ken Silva. Keep an eye on what he's doing. Are you going to dig more into this and keep an eye on this ball for us, Ken? Yes, sir. I'm never going to stop covering this. I God bless you in doing all that you can uh, to resolve this. Uh, any final word, anything I've overlooked that's important? We lost Ken. We'll have to uh, have him back soon. We're flat out of time, though, so we're not going to be able to, to do a whole lot more with this. But I'm telling you right now, Ken is an American hero. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Ken Silva. 
national security correspondent with the Epoch, or Epic Times, if you will. Keep an eye on his reporting, I'm telling you. He's carrying forward the legacy of greats like Will Grigg and others. The Sheriff Mack Show continues in seconds. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hotze. I'm the host of the Dr. Hotze Report that airs Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time on TV. I'll take you behind the scenes so that you can know what's really going on. I believe that you need to have a doctor who can coach you onto a path of health and wellness naturally so that as you mature, you've got energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life. Do you have low energy, weight gain, allergies, insomnia, anxiety, brain fog, low libido, and joint muscle pain? At the Hotze Health and Wellness Center, we treat the underlying cause of these symptoms rather than masking them with drugs. We treat for hypothyroidism, sex hormone decline, adrenal fatigue, allergies, yeast, and nutritional deficiencies. This is Dr. Hotze saying, take charge of your health. Call today at 281-698-8698. Mention Patriot and receive 10% off your initial visit and a free copy of Dr. Hotze's book, Duo 180. J&M Jewelry specializes in custom-designed jewelry that is made in America. Our master designers have years of experience in all types of custom designs. Since we are manufacturers and wholesalers, we can provide you with the highest quality jewelry at the lowest price. Schedule an appointment with us today. J&MJewelry.com At the Brighton store, we offer a variety of colloidal silver solutions that we make in Texas using Texas rainwater and specialized circuitry that I personally designed to produce silver ions in purified rainwater. We have a colloidal silver extra strength spray, a silver-based first aid gel, as well as a colloidal silver herbal mouthwash solution that people just rave about. Each one of these is subjected to our rigorous laboratory testing for metals, glyphosate, and microbiology in order to ensure product purity and safety for your health. We manufacture our own silver products right in the heart of Texas and deliver them to you using our own warehousing and fulfillment infrastructure that we built to serve real America. All of us here at Brighton, thank you for your support. Shop our silver products at brightonstore.com. gentlemen sam bushman back on the sheriff mac show simulcast on liberty roundtable live so we're on brighty on radio and brighty on tv how do you like that ladies and gentlemen the sheriff mac show every tuesday morning live and then archives of course at brighty on dot tv you can also check out the archives at brighty on radio if you want the audio version uh, as well but i'm telling you right now ladies and gentlemen uh, in my humble opinion Ken Silva, national security correspondent with the Epoch Times, doing a phenomenal job. What an impressive gentleman. Carrying on for intrepid reporters, the late reporter Will Grigg dug into this Jesse Trenadu case like nobody's business. And we, I'm proud to be part of uh, Will Grigg and the uh, broadcast of his podcast and his radio show and his columns where he was a, a, a writer. Ken I'm sorry, 
<laughs> Will Grigg literally ran my news service called Liberty News Daily. Uh, and when he passed away with health problems, uh, we were not able to continue that news service. But if we could ever get funding back, we would recreate that news service um, and work together. Um, but Utah Attorney Jesse Trenadu is a, in my opinion, an American hero as well. Will Grigg, Jesse Trenadu, and Ken Silva really keeping this story alive about your government's literal witness tampering, your government's cover-up, right? Records documenting the FBI and the CIA's program known as Patriot Conspiracy or PATCON, a secret operation to infiltrate right-wing organizations and domestic extremist groups and then lead them to violence, a.k.a. can you say January the 6th? Can you say Charlottesville? Wow, what a shame that is. Anyway, the Epoch Times is doing a phenomenal job. Our next guest is with us now. Her name is Patricia Graham, and Patricia Graham is a local journalist in Texas, and she's doing a phenomenal job for the CSPOA. We'll get into the details on how in mere seconds. Patricia, welcome to the Sheriff Max Show. Thank Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So let's learn about you. Who are you first, Patricia? Well, um, I am just a part owner of Texas, a person that believes in God, family, uh, our great country, and our founding documents. Did you grow up in Texas? Um, I came here when I was 15, so that's, that's, I consider myself a Texan, yes. All right, there you have it. And what got you into journalism? Um, what happened was, I guess around 2020 in July, one of my friends and I were talking about the state of the country, and he said, well, what are you going to do about it? And I thought, well, oh, I can write. I can I can get involved in things like that because I've been just like everyone else, just sort of taking it easy and letting somebody else do everything. So that's how I started writing. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is an example where we teach on this TV show and on my radio programs. We've done this for literally decades, which is, hey, you know what? Everybody does not have the same talents. But everybody does have talents given to them by the Almighty. And you know what? You need to get on your knees and find out what your talents are and find out how you can participate in the sacred cause of liberty, how you can be involved in making a difference for freedom. And we just highlighted this incredible journalist from the Epoch Times, Ken Silva. We highlighted the late Will Grigg and his incredible uh, writing skills and podcasting and investigating skills. We talked about this attorney, Jesse Trenadu, bringing this program to light. See what I mean, ladies and gentlemen? Sam Bushman, Bob Denny, and, and Mike Adams and those folks doing a phenomenal job. There's very few of us that are making tremendous inroads in transparency, in accountability. Sheriff Mack going all the way to the mm-hmm. Supreme Court. I mean, it's the power of one, ladies and gentlemen, like you wouldn't believe. And now you got Patricia Graham, who became a journalist because they said, look, you got, you got a problem with what's going on in America. What are you going to do about it? And she says, I can write. Wow. Now P- Patricia Graham is a local Texas journalist. Just so we can be clear and give them credit, who do you write for, Patricia? Uh, I write one article for the Gothwaite Eagle. And um, 
The other article I write is for the Buffalo Gap News. I'm a freelance reporter for them. And the way that got started with uh, the Buffalo Gap is that they're out of Buffalo Gap, which is near Abilene. And uh, they have a very conservative newspaper, but it's kind of depressing when you read it. And so I called Larry and I said, do you want some good news? And he said, yes. And I started talking about what Sheriff Mack had talked about at the meeting I went to. And so he asked me to just start writing about some of the things that Sheriff Mack is talking about. That's incredible, ladies and gentlemen. So when you say you do an article for each one of these, you really mean you do a series of articles or a column for each, right? Yes, um, it's just uh, the Gothwaite Eagle is a weekly newspaper, and the Buffalo Gap is a monthly newspaper. I bring so. it up though because you're not just doing one article for each of them; you're doing a series of articles. You're a writer for them uh, ongoing, yes. more like a columnist, uh, right? Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So she then, as she's starting to write about liberty and getting involved in all that kind of stuff, she stumbles across Sheriff Mack and the CSPOA, Patricia? Yes. Well, uh, that started um, – the story for us is that um, in October, a man that I know from church had begun trying to work on the different counties to, that they would become constitutional counties. And so – here in Mills County, our, we just, it's a very grassroots organization, but we just said, okay, we're going to try to make our county a constitutional county. And our first effort was not met with success, but we're working on that by getting the right people in office and other things, teaching about the Constitution, also um, just uh, letting people have a better idea of their constitutional rights and responsibilities. And um, so that's kind of how we got started in this. And then when I saw what Sheriff Mack is teaching, I was very impressed with the fact that he's already doing what we're trying to do. And I love that there's a beginning place because we don't, we can't do much about uh, what's going on in Washington, but we can make a difference in our little communities. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, Patricia Graham is a local journalist, but she's also an American patriot, and she's decided to do book reviews. Patricia is writing one book review every month on each of Sheriff Mack's books. Uh, and so you, the first one you did was what? Well, the first one was uh, from the book, um, What's the Proper Role of Law Enforcement? And then uh, now I, the second article I've started in uh, Are You a David? But the problem with that is there's so much content in there, I couldn't do it in 500 words. So I'm breaking that up into smaller segments. Yes, because are you David's incredible book full of examples of heroes, full of uh, anecdotes to help you decide how. Oh, wow. Patricia's a David, ladies and gentlemen. She saw this. She realized how important it was to get the word out. She's now making it happen. Do you see how everybody's talents comes together to tell the great, great story of liberty, ladies and gentlemen? This is what we're talking about. So Patricia, nicknamed David now, decides she's <laughs> going to write this incredible book report, if you will, or book review 
on all of Sheriff Mack's books. When you did the uh, the proper role of law enforcement, how'd that go? Let's let's talk about that for a little bit. Because oh, you, you, you know, dug in. Was... What did you discover and then what happened as you released it? Um but what was the amazing thing to me about that was the point that uh, sheriffs have so much opportunity to protect its citizens of each county. And um, in that story, the, one of the stories we heard at the um, meeting with Sheriff Mack was about a sheriff who uh, had encountered a Secret Service agent who was coming into his county to talk to one of the citizens. And as that turned out the sheriff sent a deputy with the Secret Service agent. And then they get there and it's all marked no trespassing. The Secret Service agent decided he'd try to climb the fence and go on. And the deputy said, you can't do that. And had he done that, he might have gotten shot. He might have ruined the life of himself and the, the landowner. And so the deputy called the man and the man said, sure, I'll talk to him. And, and the weird thing is I met that man the other day and talked to him. <laughs> wow. What did he have to say? <laughs> I said, I, he was a character. Um, he said, um, I said, what did you do to get the a notice of the uh, Secret Service agent? He said, well, I just wrote that Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden need to crawl under a rock and croak. That's what got him in trouble. Then he gave Say that again. Hold on. Say that again. I want to I want to pick that apart a little bit. What got him in trouble? <laughs> he wrote that that uh, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden should crawl under a rock and croak. All right. It's not something <laughs> that I would write, but I'm not so sure that it's uh, really that big of a deal, is it? Not He's just really. kind of saying, I don't like them. I think they're kind of bogus and they should yeah. just go away or whatever, right? It's not. <laughs> now, if you're Will Smith, you can punch somebody in the face on national TV <laughs> and you're all good. Yeah, right. Right. You can do that. But this man got into quite a bit of trouble about it. And but he's very outspoken and he just he's just a, just a citizen. And what was wonderful is that the sheriff took the initiative to protect him from something that could have been very, very bad uh, with an outcome that no one would have wanted to see. And this is an example where the sheriff taking the time to get to know the citizenry, taking time to be protector and defender and saying, hey, you know what? That's not the best words to use when you're talking about a public official. At the same time, what gives Nancy Pelosi some greater status for protection than the rest of us? Number one. Number two, just because somebody makes a statement that isn't great, uh, that doesn't mean that um, they should have their life ruined over this. Um you know, Nancy right. Pelosi uh, and Maxine Waters and some of these people have literally called for violence uh, many times as well, uh, etc. You've got Chuck Schumer literally outside the Supreme Court calling for violence. Okay, but again, we have a two-class kind of system is what we're discovering, and the sheriff mm -hmm. can be the great equalizer to provide equity and protection for all of us, Patricia. Yes, Yes, and that was so exciting to know that there was a, there was somebody in our county who would stand up for us. We there went you have to it. the. So, 
to the Go county commissioners with our resolution asking them to adopt our constitutional resolution. And it really wasn't met with very good success. So we're still working on that. But but there, the point of the whole resolution is just to say, can we count on you to protect our rights? And I don't think they understand the con their, what the Constitution is really a, says. I'll give an example. Recently at one of our meetings, we had a woman who I know from church. She is writing a patriotic curriculum for her students. At the same time, she's a school board uh, on the school board in another school district. And when she was talking to us, she said, you know, um, I didn't realize that when we voted to close our school, that we were really breaking the Constitution by uh, not allowing assembly. And so her experience in the, writing that curriculum has caused her to have a whole new understanding of what is a mandate and what is constitutional. Ladies and gentlemen, the power of one is incredible. So now we hear about a school teacher who literally is writing a curriculum to help people understand their liberties to, you know what, now you, you look at Patty, what she's done, all these different people we've highlighted today on the broadcast, and you go, man, these people are American heroes. The power of one. You can be a hero, too. You can get involved. It's not about being popular like a rock star kind of a hero. It's about silent humble service see patty's not or patricia's not even looking for attention but when we heard about her writing these book reviews as she got familiar with the cspoa now she's digging in and helping people understand when you see a book review you go man uh, the proper role of law enforcement what's that um are you a david wow what does that mean who and then Pretty soon, the county sheriff, America's last hope. Pretty soon, she'll be did, digging into From My Cold Dead Fingers, another one of Sheriff Max's <laughs> yes. books. You got a lot of work yes. ahead of you, Patty. I do. I'm excited about it, though, because it's it's just been life-changing for me to understand that there there is an answer and a hope for our country, and it starts right there in your own backyard with uh, the things that Sheriff Mack is talking about. So let's ask this. You went to the CSPOA training, so you learned about that. You're now digging into each one of his books. Uh, you know, it's funny. They always say the person who's the teacher learns the most because they're the ones that dig in and get the backstory yeah. and study to make sure they can really present the material. And you really know you know a topic when you're able to present it. Uh, and, and so mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're doing. Um, as you've done so, what's happened to you as a person? Have you changed? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we were talking, the officers yesterday, we call ourselves the Mills County Constitutional Citizens. And we we were talking and I said, when we went to, in December to talk to the county commissioners, I would have said at the time that they had not broken any of our constitutional rights. And then at that time, I was thinking, well, it's just for the future. In case the uh, government tries to overstep their bounds, that's why we need this resolution. Now I realize, yes, they broke our constitutional rights when they said, oh, we have to shut you down. We have to mask you up. And, and they were following all of the mandates that they thought that 
were required, but there's been school districts in our state that didn't shut down and they did just fine. Our church never shut down. We did just fine. So what it was was just a, a mandate, not a constitutional obligation that we um, be uh, not allowed to assemble. This is the kind of thing where when you say that you didn't think they had violated anything, it's just because you didn't understand the constitutional uh, provisions. You didn't That's understand right. the checks and balances and the protections. And the, and so it's easy just to say, well, you know, they're the, they're the good guys. They're not. But when you dig in, you begin to understand what they've really done. Uh, then you kind of thought, mm-hmm. well, hey, let's deal with the future. We don't want them to do this in the future. But then as you gain greater constitutional knowledge, you go, wait a minute, hold on. They can't tell me whether I can wear a mask or not. There's no legislation here, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It was a mandate. And, and of course, you have to assume that they were thinking of the what they thought was the best for our community. But now we know there's, there's a higher law. Let's talk about that. What is the higher law? Well, to me, the only place to start, if you really want to start from the beginning, you start with the Bible and you start with the Constitution. And if it doesn't line up with either of those, then it's not right. How do we hold them accountable? Um, Well, what I do is just... um, go to the meetings, talk to them. I'm involved in uh, who's getting elected and who, what the things they're deciding. I just, it's just um, staying involved. All right. Where do people go if they want to watch you write these book reviews one at a time on Sheriff's Mac work? It's incredible in my mind that a journalist takes such interest in Sheriff Mac's work, his legacy. He beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. He's a multi-book author. He trains and teaches about the Constitution all around the country. Uh, and now you've got this incredible journalist saying, I'm so fascinated with Sheriff Mac's work that I'm going to write a book review. I'm going to read every book he's written, and I'm going to write a book review about it so people can get familiar with it. Um, it's almost like everybody's going to a book reading club because you can just read the review and go, wow. And at the least you get the <laughs> summary, but hopefully people will be prompted to actually get the whole book and read them. Um, yes. But what do you think? Where can people get these uh, reviews? Well, um, it's in the Buffalo Gap newspaper and it's just published out of Buffalo Gap, Texas. Um, I don't think I have one here right this minute, but I'm sure you can find it online. And uh, it can be sent to you by uh, email or online, or you can get the hard copy either way. But Buffalo Gap News. So Buffalo and then Gap newspaper, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yes. And when you look for that. And you're. Yeah, the conservatives will love it because it's got a lot of good things in there. By the way, one of the things you can do is you can either send a link to your sheriff as well. And that's one great yes. way for people across the country to really introduce Sheriff Max's work to these sheriffs. Because you're saying not only well, here's a book, uh, but yet you've got a journalist now that has created a summary for you, Sheriff, to help you kind of review it and pique your interest. Patricia? Yes, and, 
And also we're passing out um, the book, uh, The Sheriff America's Last Hope, to all of our sheriff and deputies in our county. And also my copy is being circulated all around the community. So we're also just passing out the books and trying to get people to read them. Patricia, God bless you. Thank you for your work. We'll have you back soon. Thank you so much, Stan. You betcha. Patricia Graham, ladies and gentlemen, local Texas journalist. She's going to be writing a book review and publishing it on all of Sheriff Mack's books one at a time. CSPOA.org. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to LocalHoneyMan.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at LocalHoneyMan.com. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Ladies and gentlemen, did Will hit Chris for a media op? Did Ken Silva report on this reality check for the Epoch Times based on Trenadu's, that's Jesse Trenadu's information, Ken reporting that the FBI incited the groups to violence, Utah Attorney Jesse Trenadu in his lawsuit, Keeping this thing alive, Jesse's case is unprecedented. Yeah, it's rare that we find witness tampering by the government. Trinidad's records literally describe an FBI program known as Patriot Conspiracy, PATCON, a secret government operation by the FBI and the CIA to infiltrate right-wing organizations and incite them to violence with agent provocateurs and more. Could the two be linked together? where we're going to promote violence on TV for ratings, and that's going to be backed by encouraging the people to commit violence. 
Is there a link between the two? You say that I'm crazy, huh? You say, no, Sam, that's not possible. What are you talking about? Look, why are we seeing black-on-black violence, literally a crime committed on national TV, an assault, and nothing literally happens? And then we find out that the government has a program that's been going on for decades where the government's committing witness tampering, where Jesse Trenadu, a Salt Lake City attorney, trying to find out the truth about his brother, Kenneth Trenadu, where reporters get shut down and are afraid to report on it. Thank heavens for the Epic Times. Thank heavens for Loving Liberty Radio Networks, LovingLiberty.net. Thank heavens for Brighty on TV and Brighty on Radio, people with the guts to report. Thank heavens for Ken Silva of the Epoch Times. Thank heavens for intrepid reporters like Will Grigg, the late Will Grigg, keeping this story alive. I mean, Ken Silva says, I'm just standing on the shoulders of an incredible Will Grigg who did a lot of the early digging on these stories. Thank God for Jesse Trenadu. Thank God for Patricia Graham, local journalist, digging into Sheriff Mack's books to set the record straight. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe this stuff? Could they be linked, this violent act on TV, black-on-black crime with no accountability? Could it be linked to this PatCon program where government is literally inciting violence and they're using TV to say, violence ain't no big deal. Violence even happens on TV with the actors. The role models are committing acts of violence. Our government's out of control. Why don't we, dishonest, immoral, satanic from the pit of hell scenario, why are we allowing this to go on, folks? Are the two linked? Well, again, you can say, Sam, you have no evidence. Well, you know what? That's where Will Grigg started out as a journalist. <laughs> That's where Jesse Trenadu started out going, hey, what they're telling me about my brother, it doesn't pass the smell test. Something's wrong. And so they dig in, and over time, we're getting more and more and more pay dirt, ladies and gentlemen. Expose Pat Conn and the FBI and the CIA for their criminal activity and witness tampering now. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it was educational. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only nationally syndicated with global reach radio and TV show, The Sheriff Mack Show and Liberty Roundtable Live on LovingLiberty.net and many other outlets near you. Spread the word. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.